You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U-Rock and the Rockingham app. It's a Monday here on the Morning Blitz. Glad you're with us. Ross Volkberg, Christian Peck Dimmitt. We are doing weekend winners. Once again, mine were Goodland Cowboy and Cowgirl Basketball and the NFL. Christian Peck Dimmitt, of course, had Colby Eagle Wrestling, not to mention Kansas Basketball. On to the losers of the weekend, Christian. Where are you sitting today with the smelly ones? I'm going to with the smelly ones, man. <laughs> uh, we're going to go where I would go. Yes, most of our listeners uh, would expect me to go, and there is a reason they're expecting me to go there, because this is an all-capital L. I mean, put it in 20-point font. This is a big one. The Kansas State Wildcats basketball team, uh, they take a loss in Oklahoma State, and, ooh, yeah, that that's a bad one. The worst team... In the Big 12, uh, hands you a big old L when you are desperate to string a couple together to grab a spot in the NCAA tournament. And I'm not going to say that they're out of it because the way that Kansas State's uh, tournament go, or tournament, the way that their schedule, excuse me, goes, not only has it gone, but down the rest of the season, of course, they have a bunch of ranked teams on their slate and a bunch of opportunities to get big wins. But if they played like they played on Saturday, this might be an NIT type of year for them, which is very unfortunate. They had a great start to the year, had a great start to Big 12 play. That has fallen off uh, and has and that has fall off has been capped off by a Saturday loss 75-72 to Oklahoma State. Here's the thing about this. It's a bad loss. Yes, it is. It's not good. You don't want to lose, like you said, to the very last place team in the standings of the Big 12. You don't want to do that. But you did. Tyler Perry had a bad game. Shot. They didn't have any points until the second half. So Tyler Perry has proven to be a guy who can get you points, but it's just not consistent. Um, and that's really hurting them at this point in time. They... They've, they've got they've got issues that they've got to get figured out, um, and I don't know if they have the pieces on the team to, to get it done. You know, I think with no Naquan Tomlin and Quez Glover, who's supposed to be a player that's supposed to play for them but has been hurt for a majority of the season, um, that's, that's certainly hurt them. I don't want to say that's killed their chances in these games, but it hasn't helped. They just, I, I, like I said before, I, I've said this many, many times, Leading into this season, I, I said, I just hope Kansas State fans really enjoyed that last year, that Elite Eight run, because I just don't know if you're going to get another one like that, especially this year, just because they just don't have the pieces um, that they had. They don't have the, the high-end superstar talent that they had last year to go with the other really good pieces that they had. Now they have some good pieces, but they don't have the high-end superstar, superstar talent. They're just, they, they just have some really good pieces. Well, really good pieces will win you some games. They're not going to win you... You know, big, big time games getting you all the way to the Elite Eight, which I don't think that was the goal for Kansas State fans this year by any means. You know, they just probably wanted to make the tournament again. And that's now looking like a stretch. But here's the thing like you said, I think that's the biggest thing we can take away. Yes, you've lost four in a row. 
You lost at Iowa State. You lost at Houston. Those were tough losses. Those were games that you lost. But at the same time, you know, kind of expected. At Iowa State, it's hard to win. Houston's a top five team on their home floor. Hard to win. Then you go, then you have Oklahoma at home. That was a concern. That was a concern that you lost that game by that wide of margin on your home floor. Oklahoma is a ranked team, but that wide of a margin is a concern. And then you go on the road to Oklahoma State, which is a team not playing good at all, and you lose by three. That's Those are two red flags. But here's the thing, Christian. It will all be forgiven and all be forgotten if they win tonight. If they beat Kansas at their place, it will all be forgiven. And guess what? I'm not going to put it past them that they can't. We've talked about how Kansas doesn't get any help off the bench. We talked about how Kansas, if they don't have all five starters in double figures, they can lose. Guess what? If you're K-State, and who knows? Maybe K-State was overlooking Oklahoma State to get ready for this Kansas game. I mean, that's a quick turnaround. When you play on Saturday and then again on Monday, that's hard. You get one day of practice, really. So I, who knows? It will all probably be forgiven if you can go and win this game. Now, you go and you lose by 20 on your home floor to Kansas, then you've really got some problems. You've got issues. Because then you're going to go to, because guess what? The next four, five games, excuse me, are against, four out of the next five are against ranked teams. With the other non-ranked game being at Texas on the road. Every Big 12 team faces this schedule every year. It's a bear. It's a bear. K-State's going through it right now. Maybe they're going to catch a little bit of a heater at the end. We'll find out, and maybe they'll make the tournament still. Right now, it's not looking great. And like I said, if I'm if I'm a betting man, I've not jumped on this bandwagon. I'm not going to jump on it. Like I said, I think they're probably going to miss the tournament this year, but they can certainly make a change for the better with a game tonight and a performance tonight against, K- against KU. Excuse me. K-State fans, I'm going to try not to pile on here. Uh, you know if you've listened at all this year that I've been uh, dangerously close to, you know, bolting myself down to this band bandwagon. <laughs> I thought you were early. bolted down. <laughs> I was not bolted down. Certainly I was on the bandwagon. I thought Nailed this down. was a better team uh, than they were. Nailed down, bolted down. I mean, you're attaching you can, yourself. You can get out of a nail down. I mean, you can't. It's hard to get out of a bolted down. I'm on the bandwagon, or at least I was, and... I'm not going to jump off now. We'll go down with the ship, but this is a struggling basketball team. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. They can turn it around, and I mentioned that uh, they have plenty of opportunities to do so, and that's why the NCAA tournament is not only not out of reach but far from it because on the bright side, you have six of your last nine opponents ranked in, of course, the top 25, including a home and away, two games against Kansas, and then two games, a home and an away against BYU. And then you kind of look back and you go, oh, we're playing this bad of basketball? Maybe it's not good that six of our last nine teams are ranked. Maybe we can realistically lose six of our last nine ball games. Maybe more because, of course, the other three teams are not easy outs either you can probably grab a win at West Virginia but realistically you could lose in Cincinnati you could lose in Texas I'm trying not to pile on but it is kind of what I'm doing right now this 
this could snowball pretty quickly. We knew that this was a tough stretch of their schedule. Six of, once they get through their next three games, six of seven will have been against ranked opponents and eight, or excuse me, and seven of nine will have been against ranked opponents with three more left on their docket. This is a pretty easy way to turn what is a pretty good season by all accounts for a rebuild. You still feel like you're in a pretty good spot. I mean, no one expected you, like you said, to do much this year. I don't think Kansas in expecting another Elite Eight run, and they shouldn't have, but I think because of the Big 12 schedule, because of how tough every team is to play in and out, and because of what you're staring at, in your last nine games, you could end up looking very poor, I think, after having a pretty good year, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it, there's still time. There's still time to get things corrected and get the ship going in the right direction. It just it doesn't feel good at this point in time. I mean, they had them in the first half. They were up. A majority of the first half was Kansas State. But, you know, you let Oklahoma State get hot at the end of the first half, outscored them 12-3 to over the final six and a half minutes. You were down by two, and they just never could get going. And once again, you got to get more from Tyler Perry. You, you need more from him. I think on a consistency basis, uh, instead of just 19 points in the second half, you need a little bit more in the first. Um, and, and like I said before, they're missing some key pieces that they were expecting to have this year, and that no doubt has played a little bit of an impact for them here this season. So, yeah, no doubt. Can't say basketball is the weekend. Uh, on the same note, and I'm not trying to, just not trying to once again pour cold water for K State fans, but it was also a hard weekend for K State basketball as a whole because the women lost as well. They lost two games in a row this week, including losing on Sunday down at Texas. They had a really tough game at Texas. K-State went down. I think they had 19 first-half points. They had 16 points in the third quarter. So it was a very bad offensive first half for Kansas State. Now, to their credit, they fought back, got a little bit closer. Texas wins in the end. But you feel bad for the K-State women because they get to this point. They're ranked number two in the nation, and they drop two games in a row to Oklahoma and to Texas. That's a hard pill to swallow. That's a tough one to take. It's, it does seem like just piling on for K-State fans after a tough week because at the end of the day, back-to-back games lost without by far your best player kind of in the middle of the uh, end of the season stretch here isn't going to mean a whole lot realistically, assuming Aoka Lee can come back at anywhere close to her regular self, which of course we hope that she can do. Uh, but it does just seem like an insult to injury uh, added on this weekend for K-State fans. You got anything else in the loser department? I actually I actually do. Uh, I've got a kind of random one in the NBA. I just think it's a funny little story to throw out there. Uh, the Boston Celtics on uh, last night on Sunday... 131-91 victory over the Memphis Grizzlies, and you kind of look, wow, you know, that's a pretty big win, uh, but nothing crazy, right? That's midseason NBA. You get lots of blowouts. And then you look a little bit closer, and you see the Grizzlies, who the Celtics beat, had not one, not two, not three, 13 injured players. They came into last night with, I believe it was, eight active players on their roster, including, of course, all their G League pull-ups and their two-way players. Thirteen players going into that ball game who would be inactive. That is ridiculous. I think it's hilarious. 
and uh, a brutal loss for Memphis, who is just having a a difficult season. We'll call it that. Right after coming back from his 25-game suspension, John Morant done for the year. That happened about a month ago, and 18 and 32 is a Grizzlies team that uh, much more was expected from this year. Yeah, that's a that's a tough showing right there. That's tough when you got to play all your G League players uh, and have the G League team out there. That makes 13. things pretty pretty oh, difficult geez. to win. All right, let's get to a break. We come back. We will uh, clean up with the leftovers. Uh, what else was happened in the local sports uh, scene this weekend? We will get more thoughts on KUK State, which is tonight at Bramlage. That's next in the morning blitz.